who controls the spice controls the universe. This is the Science Fiction Rating System, the podcast that aims to rank every science fiction film from one to infinity. My name is Sam Draper, and I am joined this week, as ever, by Chris Redding. Hello. And Alex Humphrey. Hey there. How is everyone this fine October morning? Good. Lovely, it's beautiful. Yeah. The eve of Halloween, Eve. Halloween. Halloween. Are you doing anything for Halloween? Um, having trick. We're putting. We're going to get trick or treaters probably. Um, mm. I was at a pretty cool event the other day for Hall- Well, kind of related to Halloween. Uh, was a talk uh, in a Masonic temple uh, wow. in a hotel in Liverpool Street. Uh, so yeah, you can go there. Uh, about haunted objects, they had like a lot of haunted Ooh. objects, and these people were talking about uh, the stories behind some of them, which were pretty uh, crazy. Uh, what was yeah. the most haunted object there? Uh, the most haunted object there is this doll called the Wedding Doll, which is the I think the number two most haunted object in the world, and it's this horrible little doll. And basically, if you're married, it attacks married men. So this woman had it. She had dreams about this doll, but life size, coming down her garden path. And in the morning, her husband would wake up with giant scratches all down his arms. Oh my uh, god! Yeah. And the funny thing was, the people who ha- have this now, they own it. They're about to get married on Halloween. So if it's going to kick off, that's, that, that is going to start working or, you know, doing its thing once they're married. So maybe they shouldn't get married. I don't know. Yeah, it seems like they're kind of tempting fate a bit there, aren't they? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, but this Masonic Temple, yeah, it's in um, a hotel. That, uh, what's it called? I can't remember the name of the hotel, but it's very near Liverpool Street uh, Station. It's a really cool... If you can go there, it's a really cool place to visit. It's really impressive. Nice. Yeah. Chris, are you uh, gate-crashing any students' parties or anything? Um, no, but there's a, uh, a Baz and Dave tribute band going on in a pub. Uh, Baz and Dave? Chaz and Dave? Called, they're, yeah, they're called Baz and oh, Dave. Oh, they're called Baz and Dave, right. Okay. Uh, nice. Chaz and Dave. <laughs> they're, fuck, they're amazing. Brilliant. And, um, yeah, so I'll be down there. Cool. That's at the Marquis uh, on uh, St Martin's Lane. Really? Dressed up in Halloween costume or not? I might, might Ghostbuster maybe. Yeah. You know, something simple, low key. Yeah. Mm. Good, good about a Ghostbuster. You can be quite non-committal about most things because the attitude sort of goes with the. Yes. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Just put the suit on and slouch a bit. Yeah. 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 And you could literally have a fag on and no one would care. Yeah. <laughs> How have we still not watched Ghostbusters? I feel like that's one of the few that we're kind of saving, aren't we, in a way? That we're yeah. scared to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one day. Anyway, not this Halloween, because this Halloween we're going for a different sort of horror show. Um, it is David Lynch's June, which um, was my choice for a birthday film. The birthday film used to be a rewatch. Now it's sort of just, we relax the rules. You can watch anything you like, basically. Chris has picked a film inside of the five year window, for instance. But I chose this because. Um, June is quite... My parents are both obsessed with this film. Mm. And so I watched it a lot as a child because they watched it an awful lot. And um, and then about five years ago, I thought I'm finally going to read the books. And I read the first four books of the series, the good books, and I really enjoyed them. And since then, I've kind of wanted to go back and watch this and see if I had a better appreciation for it. Because I remember it being kind of impenetrable mm. and scary. As we, Alex, we were discussing off air, weren't we? Yeah. We both had memories of it being... Yeah, uh, no, I, I'm sure I saw this horror. quite... If, if not more than once when I was a child as well. My dad was really into June and the books and stuff. And I definitely saw this a few times. And I remember it being a lot more, yeah, dark and scary. Yeah, mm. a bit like, yeah, I could see what you mean about the impenetrable thing. It's a lot of weird words and a lot of kind of religious type stuff, isn't there? And it's all kind of a bit, it, it, it doesn't um, ease you in. It's a bit... Uh, I, I think... I think as a small child, it made more sense than it did as a bit of an older child because you kind of you just watch the space battle, don't you? Really, really yeah. Um, Chris, what's your history, if any, with June? What's your? I had no history with June. Oh. You've not seen it before either. No. Wow. And I'm guessing you have not read the book as your book nope. uh, policy, right? Okay. Well, let's get into it and see what we thought of this. So this film's quite famous in a way, or infamous, because uh, David Lynch disowned it. Um, Depending on what cut you've seen, his name wouldn't have been on it. He'd used the old Alan Smithy. Um, he used a different name. Him. He used a different mm-hmm. name. Do you know that? 
for the, the script, yes. The TV cut, it says he's, yeah. he chose the name Judas Booth. That's uh, just for the script credit. Weird. Oh, really? For the script credit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Because he wrote it out and directed it. Yeah, he's still Alan Smith on the directing one, but yeah, Judas Booth on the, the, uh, on and the it's, credit. And it's because it's, um, it's Judas Iscariot uh, and it's yes. John Wilkes Booth because he's basically saying that... Uh, the, the studio betrayed him and killed the movie. That's what he's saying yeah. with that name. <laughs> I mean, I, I love Lynch. I love most of his work. I, I'm not sure I agree with him about this film. Let's let's get into it, shall we? <laughs> about whose fault it is. Um, so yeah, we were talking about the impenetrability. Sorry, I can't say the word. The impenetrability of it, and this film kind of does itself no favors by starting with this strange monologue, doesn't it? Of yeah. uh, we're being told the history. So. I'm really interested to know, really, especially Chris. Um, like, did you know what was going on? At what point did you know what was going on? Away, were you with it when the film started? No, I don't think I ever really understood what was going on. Yeah, I sort of had uh, Battlefield Earth vibes pretty much throughout. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And Alex, do, uh, no, a bit I, more history. Yeah, I kind of I remembered that. I remembered that there were like houses, and there was. It's all about controlling the spice and the the planet yeah. with the spice is kind of like no one cares about that spice like the planet. Uh, I kind of remember yeah. that it was a bit like medieval but space. I kind of remember. When did Spice World come out? The Spice Girls film. <laughs> a lot later. A lot later. Yeah. But yeah, giant... it'd be funny if that had been a, a sequel to this though, wouldn't it? Yeah. With the Spice Girls in it. Yeah. I mean, giant princess floating head. Yeah, Tripoli. She's basically reading the book, basically, isn't she? Pretty much. Well, I mean, that's you. the problem with a lot of this film is that a lot of the film, too much of the book is in the film. Really, um, the basic setup is that this thing, spice. As we said, um, if you control spice, you control the universe. Spice is like gay. It's basically like a hallucinate drug that has all these sort of properties. Um, chief of which is it lets you fold time and move very quickly across the universe. Um, and there's like four main sort of bits involved in the story. You've got the emperor who's the emperor of the known universe. Mm. You've got the House Atreides, who are kind of the good guy house, but not really, who um, have got... There's rumours they've got this sort of secret weapon and they're planning to take over the galaxy or whatever. Yeah. There's the Harkonnens, who are the bad house, who are in charge of the uh, Spice World of Arrakis. Sting's And they're like... What, sorry? Sting's Sting's house. Sting's house. Yeah, Yeah, Sting's house. And they're kind of... They're kind of the bad guys. They're not really. And then you've got the Guild, who are this, like weirdly advanced space-faring sort of worms who mm. they're the ones who actually they control the spice in a way they're the ones who like can see the future and stuff they're they're immersed in spice they see more of mm. the world than everybody else mm. and the setup of the film is that they are they've seen things and they're worried about this guy paul um atreides who is karma clock they're worried that he's going to do something bad for them and so they they hatch a plot to kill him which is it's very complicated plot, and yeah. um, I don't think they do a good job explaining it really. No. Um, no. But yeah, the setup is basically that they're gonna, the emperor's gonna let Atreides take over Arrakis, mm-hmm. and then once they're there, the emperor's gonna back a fleet of Harkonnens to come and kill the Atreides um, without actually implicating the emperor. So, it's, so it looks like a house dispute, mm. um, but it's actually a backed by the guild and the emperor sort of thing to remove the trays before they get too powerful. Um, that's the setup. Mm. Did you get all that, Chris, from the film? It's a bit like the beginning of The Phantom Menace. It's a lot yeah. like The Phantom Menace. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's a lot like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think... Did you get all that from the film, Chris? Was that in no. no. right. See, <laughs> that's, and that's the problem with it. That's the problem with it entirely. Yeah. And and Lynch can't put that in anyone else's doors but his own because he wrote the bloody thing. Yeah. And I don't think it matters how you cut it or what you cut out... The fact is, it is it's impenetrable in a way. Yeah. No, I agree yeah. with that. I mean, I think the thing that saves it is that it looks so impressive from quite early on. Like when yeah. you're when they in that throne room, and then the thing comes in with all the guild, and then that they open the yeah. doors of that huge tank, and there's that giant whale baby yeah. in it. You're just like you're looking at all this stuff, and your brain's like, oh my god, this stuff looks amazing. Like the costumes, and it's weirdly a bit like a kind of um, intellectual Flash Gordon, isn't it? It's like yeah. it's got so much stuff to look at that I think you kind yeah. of, if you, I kind of accepted that 
if you did go to another planet and then you saw this mental stuff, it kind of would be overwhelming and yeah. you kind of wouldn't know what was going on. No, so true, I yeah. kind of came at it from that angle. Yeah, that's a good way of looking at it, yeah. yeah. And, and I think the, 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 the set design is the best thing about it, isn't it? Like mm. you say, it's it's a unique look, isn't it? Even yeah. now, I think, no one's really doing anything quite like the... Because um, it's kind of very low-tech, but they're not, isn't it? Which, it's it's kind of mixtures, like they've, they've got real... They've really bothered to design like the the goody one is all wood, isn't it? And kind of like yeah. more medievally, and then there's like the baddie planet is all industrial, and like they've kind of really gone to town with the design. It's almost like like it's look, just, just Lord a of play the Rings, on, like Tatooine, though, isn't it? And yeah, 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 Star Wars, yeah, which, yeah, 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 yeah. That, which itself was a rip off of Arrakis, though, because June June was written before Star Wars. Yeah, but um, in a visual in a visual language. It's not that much like Tatooine, is it? No, I mean in terms of like, you know, shitty old technology. You know, like, it's a used... I suppose. I I think the... I mean, the the Atreides stuff is very much like medieval looking, isn't it? Yeah, right. I definitely got Phantom Menace vibes from that, like in the way that... um, it's a very stylized sort of look in the way that you've got that... Is a connection between this and Alien in some way? Well, yeah, so the connection there is that... There's a really good film called Jodorowsky's Dune. It's a documentary about the first attempt to make Dune, which was by a, a guy called Alejandro Jodorowsky. He's a bit of a mad director. And he was making a very um, like psychedelic version of Dune in the 70s. Mm. And as part of that, he had Dan O'Bannon and H.R. Geiger work on his version of Dune. Yeah. And all that crew basically that was doing that went on to make Alien after that. Because mm. um, they, so, they moved over with a lot of the same vibes as far as spacesuits and things. That's it, yeah. yeah. He never got past the concepting phase, that version. But the, the mm. film is really worth watching. It's a really good film. The soundtrack's was really good. Mm. Yeah, it's a really interesting watch. Um, and I think someone else tried to make it again after that, um, mm. before this one. Yeah, I mean, the thing that I like at that was he had Orson Welles cast as uh, Baron Harkonnen in, in that version. <laughs> and um, Salvador Dali was going to be the emperor. So it would have been absolutely oh. insane. Yeah. This, uh, the doc, that documentary boxed off his, uh 20 times what the, this film did. Did it really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I mean, it's a great, it's a great documentary. Um, yeah. Anyway, let's get into the film. So, yeah, we, uh, we start on a trip. Well, you know, we start with the emperor, as Alex discussed. Oh, no, I got that wrong. Oh, right. Sorry. Wrong. Yeah. I thought they made a lot of money for a documentary to make. Yeah, no I, I, they, yeah. You got the dot. It was wrong. thousands, not millions. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was a thousand percent off. Right. Okay. <laughs> Still worth watching though. Um, yeah. So we go to the uh, tradies where um, we're introduced to the this film's like probably most unique concept in a way is that we we are like party to the thoughts of the characters. Yeah. Um, which is something the book does throughout. Oh, and it okay. works quite well in the book, but I think it doesn't really work here. What, what, did you, what did you two think about the cutaways to Karma Clockin's inner thoughts? What was the... It's sometimes it's good. At the beginning, it seems good, especially because when they explain that the the they've got those the sisterhood and that the Emperor's got one of the witches and she can hear the thoughts and all that, that's yeah. like, oh, I get it. But... And it, at the beginning, it seems good, and you're kind of it's interesting. But then after a while, it's almost like someone like when he was writing a script, he went, "Oh shit, I'll put some thoughts in here," and it seems completely irrelevant. Like it doesn't seem to be a point why you're hearing the thoughts. It just seems like, "Oh yeah, we better put that thought thing in again," and it yeah. kind of becomes a bit annoying later on. Um, <laughs> so you just get a bit pissed off with it after a while. Like you just think, "Why can't you tell someone that? Why do I need to hear that you've?" But I mean, it's interesting. It's different, which is good. But it gives me vibes of. Um, have either of you seen the original theatrical version of Blade Runner with no. the voiceover on? It? Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. It had that vibe of like it was perhaps put in by the studio to mm. explain stuff. <laughs> but as you say, there's so much of it. It clearly mm-hmm. isn't that because it was it it and, and because the assumption in the novel as well. Yeah, Lynch clearly had this in mind, which again is something where. If it was a studio invention, I would say, "Oh, fair enough, yeah." But he, this was clearly in his version of the film. This, yeah, this thought process yeah. thing. No, they just—it just goes um, on too much at the end. Like, yeah, I think just, you're right. In yeah. that, if it was just saved for bits where it was explaining things, the other problem as well is that they quite often have the thought on a big still shot of more than that one character. There's <laughs> like, a bit when they're in the transport going over the first worm and. Um, Paul's like having a thought and you've got like Patrick Stewart and Ma- Max von Sydow just sat there in silence staring doing nothing while he has the thoughts <laughs> it's a very strange um, yeah yeah no I don't yeah, yeah it doesn't really work of it. Um, 
Yeah, talking to Patrick Stewart, we kind of meet the uh, Atreides gang uh, straight up here. So, yeah, this is a pre-next-gen Patrick Stewart, not by many years, mm. playing Gurney Halleck, who's my favourite character in the uh, book. So that's quite good that he's doing yeah. that. Uh, we've got the guy out of um, Quantum Leap, whose name I've forgotten. Do you know what Dean Stockwell. Called? Dean Stockwell, yeah, who I, is playing uh, Wellington U. I, we, I like the I, uniforms. Yeah, the mm. uniforms are really cool. Um, what are you say, sorry, Alex? No, I, I really, uh, weirdly, I don't know if you can, anyone can back me up on this. I think you watched a cartoon, Sam, so you'll be all right. You know mm. the character Mr. Sinister in the X-Men? Yes. Don't you think that Dean Stockwell, the way he looks in this, with the little diamond on his forehead and the moustache, uh, yeah, and the yeah, fact yeah. that he's a, a scientist, <laughs> don't you think they ripped that character from... In this, it's exactly how he's described in the book, but it almost seems to come from this film. Because that character was invented in kind of the '90s X-Men comics, so that's kind of around this time. Oh, right, buddy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It just really. I, this is the first time I've seen that and thought, oh, that really looks like the character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he's a bit whiter faced, a bit more theatric, but um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, I, yeah. I like Dean Stockwell. I like Patrick Stewart. They're, they're, it's a good fun gang, isn't it? You kind of think, oh yeah, I wouldn't mind being Paul Atreides if I get to hang out with these guys. Yeah, um, you get the feel of the camaraderie there, don't you? Yeah. Although. The doctor is a bit reserved. Um, yeah, and we meet the Mentat, who um, I can't remember his name, but yeah, they always the, the, the thing about the Mentats is that they like they they eat the spice um, to have these like mind powers, and so they've got this awful kind of like chapped lip, which yeah. always made me feel very ill as a child. <laughs> I don't know why, but this thing about that kind of look of like yeah. it looks yeah. like like ruined um, lipstick, I suppose, isn't it? But yeah. It's just all a bit funny, isn't it? And he's got massive eyebrows, which are always... Yeah, I don't like that see either. sores, do you, on screen? No, you don't, <laughs> yeah. No, and talking of sores, the Harkonnens, who are, are plotting, we meet momentarily. Yeah, Baron Harkonnen, who's the most like visually arresting character probably yeah. in the film, isn't he? Yeah. Um, and his two sons, played by Sting, Fade, playing mm. Sting, mm. and uh, Jack Nance is playing the other one, who is now forgotten, um, the two sons. But yeah, Harkonnen... Um, who is disgusting, really. He's, yeah. like, having his, like, boils pumped at oh, the start. it's horrible. <laughs> it's so horrible. Um, All the stuff with this character. I mean, I think that is a... I think it's a good thing of that of this film, that, and it is maybe quite David Lynch, that it's just such a disgusting character. And it is just, like, every yeah. scene with him is uncomfortable and just, like, mm. disturbing. Like, I quite like how they do that. They really go for it. I think another director might have eased off on that a little bit and been like, oh, I don't want to make him too scary. You know, like yeah. I think Lynch really goes for it, um, and I think that's. I mean, good. I'm not sure the makeup was very good, though. No, no, no. It's, it's still like Halloweeny, isn't it? It's a bit like a yeah. Halloween pack, but uh, yeah. And the the rape scene when he rapes the oh, boy is yeah. like horrible, isn't it? You don't really see anything, but like the way they wear these like heart plugs that he pulls yeah. out, so his blood drains, and he goes over and sort of attacks him. Yeah, I mean, in the book, he's a paedophile as well as a um, homosexual, which is like. The problem with Frank Herbert, the problem with the books is they're written in the 60s and Frank Herbert was a massive homophobe. Mm. So he like oh, right. equates homoph- like gayness with paedophilia. They're the same thing, according to him. There's a lot of stuff saying that the film is very homophobic, but I think I could take that the book is, but I think the mm. film, they're looking for that more. Like, I think someone's looking for that in this film. I think that there's yeah, never really there's never really an acknowledgement that he's a gay character. No, you're not He at all. just no, is no. like a disgusting creature that yeah he just wants to kill that boy and then he kind of desires his own relative that's all just stuff that's just a bit icky it's not like oh that's obviously he's gay i think they're kind of i think because of like what you're saying if it's in the book and then they're looking for it in the film but i think actually the film is less homophobic than people would say but you know yeah i completely agree with that They're, they're, they're reading into it yeah and really like I think by as you say, like playing up his like I don't I don't think he's particularly obese or anything in the book no. like that. I don't think he's described that way. So to play up that side of it is mm. a clever move, really, because because mm. you can make a a villain out of it that's not as problematic as the original villain. Because yeah, mm. yeah. I mean he's he's easy to hate, isn't he? Because he's so oh, disgusting. Yeah. yeah. Um, although I do like his uh, the joy he gets from just flying around a bit. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. That's quite good. That bit. Yeah, yeah. It does look quite good. <laughs> yeah. Because he's like celebrating like how devious is, isn't he? And the yeah. only way he can do that is to fly up to the roof and shout a bit, which is a really yeah. good. <laughs> get covered in some oil. <laughs> yeah, I don't get the oil bit. What's going on there? Like, what no. the? I don't know. Just a bit gross, I suppose, isn't it? Um, <laughs> yeah. It's very other again. Yeah. 
Anyway, so they're plotting. Everyone's plotting. Uh, the Atreides leave. Um, well, actually, no, before they leave, we've got to do the bit that really fucked up as a child. And uh, the, so the Bene Gesserit, which, if, I mean, you can say it many different ways, uh, they're this, just to make it more confusing, this race of bold women who have got this deep telepathic link and um, they are their entire existence and everything they've been doing for generations and generations and generations is uh, to try and get the um, the Kwisatz Haderach, if I said that right, mm, to yeah, appear, which is this sort of prophesized, uh, like, messianic uh, dude, uh, which, again, problematically, is a man who will, will be a savior yeah. of women, because, again, yeah. of when it's written. And they are... I mean, it's really interesting in the books, and you kind of get to it here. They're like controlling who breeds with who to try and get this perfect gene yeah. that will create the Kwisatz Hedrach. And the idea is, I don't think they mentioned it in the book, in the film, but the idea was that Jessica, who is um, Paul's mum, mm. was meant to have slept with Fade. Did they mention that in the film? No. Mm. No. Yeah, so that was, a, she was meant to breed with Fade, who's Sting. Mm. Right. And then their child was meant to breed with someone else and that would create the Kwisatz Hedrach oh, and it would be okay. a girl. Because she bred with the wrong person, the the person, the Messiah appears generation too early and that's Paul. So mm. Because she's his, like, she's his wife, she's his like, concubine. His, his mistress, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. He, and she doesn't, she's not supposed to have had a kid with him, was she? Or she's supposed no, to only give him girls or something? Or yeah, something I mean, like only to have girls. Yeah. She's yeah. been of having boys because that's part of this like gene breeding plan. Yeah, and the the Besser of Gene Besser have found out that Paul exists, and before he's allowed to go to training, they test to see they always this test to see if they've got the Messiah, and the way they do that is by testing like the pain threshold in this box where they melt his hand, mm. which. I mean, Alex, you said you watched it when you were young as well. Yeah, yeah. You've got memories yeah. of this. <laughs> yeah, I did remember this. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, no, it's horrible. This whole scene's horrible. Um. But all the, like, I like the kind of, you know, the whole, you know, I must not fear, fear is the mind killer. Fear is the mind killer. There's yeah. lots of good, like, little kind of bits in it that obviously are from the book. Like, there's that, this kind of good language that they've just put straight in, which I think works quite well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel it's a bit sexist. The place that's terrifying to women. It's a bit like, yes. it's, this is a little bit, yeah, it's a bit misogynistic. But um, well, you manage to not only be sexist, but also uh, homophobic and racist. Because, of course, <laughs> Paul yeah. saves a bunch of like... I've got the, uh, yeah. the magic three. Yes, <laughs> it's them all. Um, yeah, but he survives the test and they fly after Atreides um, to take over from um, the Harkonian who are kicked out. Um, let's skip forward a bit to Max von Sydow, who really is a class act, isn't he? He is, yeah. And he's really good here, and he's like a guy who's been sent by the emperor to like oversee the production. He's been here a long time, and they have this like blue glow in their eyes, which hasn't aged well, has it? Um, no, no. <laughs> uh, which the spice gives them, and he's like he's the liaison basically to the whatever family's in charge, and he suits them up in these really cool suits where they're like, mm. well, apart from the fact that you're basically shitting down your legs, but the idea is that all your bodily <laughs> functions. Your shit and stuff are being fed back into you to keep you alive, which yeah. is quite a nice idea. They look, they look good, don't they? The suits, I think. Yeah. It looks, Patrick Stewart said the still suit was the most uncomfortable costume he ever worn. Max Van Sindel said the same, but he also said he put up with it because he loved the way his body looked in it. Oh. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. So there nice. you go. So uh, Max was just checking himself out in the mirror, like, oh, yeah, I look good. Look at my still suit. Um, yeah. They're, they're both doing good work, aren't they, though? I think they say yeah. about this film, the actors in this film. It's a, yeah. it's a good cast. Brad Dorif's really good as well. Uh, as yeah. a, there's the baddie, uh, men, whatever it's called. I think everyone in it is good. I think uh, you're right. That it, it's one of those films where people are saying stupid, ridiculous things, but because they're good actors, they're kind of, it's mm. bit, you just get on with it because you're like, oh, okay, that's just what everything's called. Or, yeah, yeah. There's like a set in it which is like all green, and I just couldn't get over the fact that. It seems like they were going to do CG and then didn't bother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you think of the look of it, Chris? The sets, the design of it. Do you like the look, look, way it looks? Yeah, I mean, to... it's got a little bit of like Luke Besson, like mm, uh, yeah. Fifth Element as well, hasn't it? It's yeah. kind of there's some good stuff. Um, it just, I think it's just, I don't know why it falls over. I think it's maybe the way it's shot. It's just. Well, yeah, I mean, that's one of the like comical plates of this film is the fact that they built all these ama- amazing sets and Lynch really doesn't use them at all. He, like, he yeah. tight focuses on characters and kind of ignores the fact that he's got these cavernous, amazing 
Yeah. yeah. You know, exteriors and interiors. Yeah. Because it wasn't a cheap film. They spent like 40 million on it, which at the time was a lot, you know, for a, mm. a film like that. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. It looks really good. Um, and this is where it all kicks off, really, because the, the plan is they're going to go out Leto, or Leto, sorry, Leto, who is Paul's dad. Uh, they go out to like inspect the spice or whatever, and they find a worm. And it all goes tits up quite fast, really, because by the time they got back, the Harkonnens have put into motion their plan to take over with the, uh, as an insider. I mean, I'm missing bits. There's a bit with like a, a dart, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but I, but I love, um, Dean Stockwell, who is the professor, you, who he's the traitor. Yeah. And in like classic, like, uh, Frank Herbert way, it's more complicated than it should be because he's not the traitor because he hates the Artrades. He's the traitor because he hates Harkonnen. Yeah. It's a very and... stupid plan, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Yeah. A really <laughs> stupid plan. Yeah, like it's so elaborate that he's basically going to, he's going to kill, no, he's going to disable Leto because he knows that Harkonnen can't resist gloating in front of Leto. So yeah. he replaces one of his teeth with a poisonous tooth. Yeah. Um, but he, I, I don't really, I mean, I, I guess the idea is that he's like, he's fucked him up too badly to remember what he's meant to do, doesn't he? Yeah. That's the sort of Yeah. No, it's such a, it's basically, it. I'm, I'm going to take down an entire culture just to get yeah. oh, this bloke on, near sorry. this other bloke. <laughs> Drop that. Oh. Drop He's talking to a cat. <laughs> he's talking to an animal. Yeah, he's talking to a cat, isn't he? I'm back, sorry. Okay. Was it the cat? Yeah, it's got some tinfoil, not allowed tinfoil. Oh, why not? Because <laughs> um, they eat bits of it, it's bad for the digestion. Oh, fair enough. What, metal? Nah. Yeah. I'm just playing that. Yeah, he's going to take down an entire family or culture... To get one bloke near another bloke who he wants to kill, yeah, like it's a bit he killed of a, his wife. Yeah, it's a bit of a big. I don't know. It seems like a high risk plan, and it doesn't work but anyway. If you think about how protected these like barons are and stuff, though, mm. he's got no other choice in a no, way. Fair enough. But it is it is reliant on a lot of factors falling into place in exactly yeah. the right way. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, and as you say, it doesn't doesn't work because he he accidentally. Uh, cracked his tooth open when, when Brad Dourif's in front of him instead and and I think that scene's really good I love how scared Harkonnen gets in that and like yeah. you know and he's like oh I'm still alive I'm still alive and then he yeah. flies off again to celebrate the fact he's still alive <laughs> um, yeah really well done um, but you has has saved Paul and his mum Jessica he's let them both out uh, with a in a ship that and again like this plan as well it's only because of Paul having learnt this like powerful voice thing that it get out, isn't it? Yeah, Which yeah. They'd just be raped and have... thrown in the <laughs> desert, wouldn't they? I mean, it's again, yeah. it's not really like the best plan, but no. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> but it's prophecy; so it has to happen. So yeah, he's learnt this voice power, which uh, is a Bene Gesserit thing, so he can like control people, and you get a bit of. It's basically Obi Wan Kenobi, isn't it? Yeah, mm. <laughs> pretty much. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, and they, they escape and they get out and we kind of move into the sort of the, the second half of the film, isn't it, really? Mm. Um, I don't really know where how far into film this is, but it always feels like second half. Where if it, This is kind of what... I mean, it is too long and you kind of feel like... I don't think you're even like a third of the way through, are you? No, half we're not. I think we're... Yeah. I don't know. Probably about halfway. But you yeah. feel like if they are making this again, which you say they are, this is where either the first film should end. Do you know what I mean? And then they have a second film because this is... You've gone quite far at this point. You kind of almost need... This is kind of a natural pause point, isn't it? I, I if think... they want to have the same depth of, like, backstory, yes. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you could make this... You could do a lot broader strokes on some of this stuff and not have to... Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah it depends how they do it. But if it is going to be as... If it's going to try and be, like, you know, respectful of the novel and really flesh it out, I think this is where you kind of cut and then you have part two, you know. I, I, think, yes. if they, I think they should just start on... Uh, Arrakis oh, okay. and and have the backstory explained through what's going on in the court or something like that. Mm, interesting. And because yeah. you, you're wasting half an hour before you even get there at the yeah, start of the film. True. Yeah, that's a lot true. of stuff you could get through in a different way, you know. Yeah, that's true. Because um, yeah. I don't think you really need to know that it's a plan, the Emperor's plan and stuff like that. You know, I think you could explain that later even. Mm, yeah, that's true. But it might be interesting in a different way of telling it. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think, I think. Like the main fault of this film is it is too faithful to the book, um, like you're saying, because it is mm. so slow in a way, and it, it focuses on things that aren't really 
Like, so can you meet yeah. the Fremen now, who are the the Fremen? Do you get it? Free men, maybe? Oh, hmm. God, yeah. um, who are the, 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 peop- the, the natives of Arrakis who live in the dunes mm. and mine the spice? Um, oh, they don't mind, do they? Sorry, they like live with the spice. They're one with the spice. They've got the blue eyes. Mm. And they are... Spice me- world. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're on Spice World. They quite quickly come around to the fact that Paul is actually their saviour. Yeah, a bit um, too quickly. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, and again, like, a bit problematic. I mean, there are a lot of white people here, but in the book it's more sort of like white man goes to the desert, saves uh, those dirty brown people kind of vibe, you oh, know. Oh, okay. Mm. I uh, mean, it does make... <laughs> at least they make... It makes more... It does make sense because... She's because his mum is like super powerful, and they're like, "Oh, cool. Well, this would be useful having one of these in our tribe." Like, at least it does make sense why they That's would want to like keep them alive. A, a yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, they kind of bit too quickly, kind of accept him, and he kind of takes over quite quickly, and then starts like it, it's a bit too. That bit doesn't seem to be. Maybe that would have been more interesting being explored, mm. and yeah, and it's more about him telling them what to do rather than them him learning stuff maybe that's not yeah. you know there's not really an exchange yeah and it god it would be awful if everyone was like they were black or they were all muslims or something that would be so <laughs> awful yeah again oh, it's a good yeah at least they are all yeah. white in a way yeah okay good <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it's the only time that the whitewashing has been kind of positive <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah paul takes on the name of muradib here muradib muradib just to further confuse people you he's actually got another muradib. name as well hasn't he um, he's called like Silo or something as well. He's got a third name. Oh God! Um, which is what the it's, it's what? Sorry, is he called Usul as well? That's it, Usul. Yeah. So Usul. you've got pe- people calling him Usul, the Fremen. He's calling himself Muradi. His mom's calling him Paul. So in case <laughs> it wasn't confused enough already, no, it's mad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And again, like you know, explaining the book over time, it, it makes sense, but it just isn't. It's too much, too quickly, isn't it? I think mm. in a film. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, what, what is it? Little mouse that jumps. Oh no, it isn't. It's something else in the film, isn't it? I think. Isn't it? Don't they change what he? Mouse shadow in the second moon. Yeah, in yeah. the in the book, it's like little mouse that jumps is his name. Okay, mm. and Which... it's all because he keeps having those weird dreams about water and yeah, the spice and uh, he's all that yeah, stuff, he predicts yeah. he's going to come here. He knows he's going to fall in love with um, yeah. Sean Young, who's now forgotten Channy, um, and. Yeah, good year for Sean Young, wasn't it? Yeah. This is Blade Runner and this. This is the mm. her career peaks fast yeah. because she's uh, unsufferable, apparently. Oh, really? Mm. Allegedly, yeah. Very hard to work with. Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, yeah, and we get like a little montage because he is he's quickly like making this um, guerrilla force in the desert mm. who are gonna who basically halt spice production for a couple of years. Yeah. Um, I thought Karma Clarklin. Let's discuss at this point his role. This is his first major film role. And yeah. I wasn't too impressed up until this point when I, I thought he really sold the kind of thrust into the role of being mm. a leader quite well. And I thought he was quite a... I like him. I don't know. What did you two think? I like him. I think he's one of those actors that... I've always liked him. Yeah, I mm. think even in things that are terrible, such as Showgirls, he's <laughs> he's still quite good. Like, I think... I just think he's a solid actor. He delivers. I think he's... He's quite likable in this, you know. He's kind of got that young, he's got the kind of the young innocence, but yeah, he does try to transcend in a kind of Luke way into a a more world, you know, world world wise, world weary, you know, leader. I think it works. I think he's, I think he's a good actor. I like him. Hmm. In some ways, he's a bit too pretty boy, and his mm. his hairstyle is too seventies in this. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. By this point, by the way, I've gone completely like into just looking at visuals. I've got no sense. <laughs> you know, I like looking at like that animated blocky like shield thing that goes. Oh around yeah, that's them. nice. That is. Oh yeah, yeah that's really. Um, nice, yeah. The that strange cat ha- cat carrying device that Sting's got at one point. Yeah. <laughs> yes, for milking the cat. Cat milk. Yeah. yeah. Um, all all that sort of stuff. <laughs> You were just enjoying the visuals. You weren't really listening anymore. No. Okay, fair enough. I should have asked you, actually, really, before we started, to, for you to explain the plot. That would have been quite... Um... No. <laughs> no, just no, okay. don't. Even I mean, you explaining it now doesn't really... <laughs> I mean, when when a character's got four names... Yeah, that's the problem, isn't it? Yeah. You're in trouble. Problem. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. And not only that... You're right, got... it's because they're being too faithful to the book. With, no yeah, one's totally. gone, we're making a movie. No. Yeah. And you're also getting plot delivered from the voiceovers from that woman at the start. Yeah. Yeah. From the characters themselves, like, yeah. it, there's, it, it's coming out from all angles, isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know what's giving me the Battlefield Earth vibes now. It's them things that go in their noses, the breathing. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yes, totally. Um, right, where are up to now? So, yeah, they've stopped Spice Production. The Guild are unimpressed. Space Whale, Space Worm is like, mm. mate, it's all going wrong. Uh, by the way, BTW, Paul, not dead. You fuck that one up. He's still alive. Yeah. Um, you know and, those. You know those guild uh, outfits. Those black suits. Yes. Yeah. It says that they were body bags found in a disused fire station dating back to the early twenties. The bags had actually been used several times. Something that was kept from the cast members until after shooting was completed. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> several times. And this is they're from the nineteen twenties, and this film was what made wow. in eighty whatever eighty four. Yeah. yeah. Mm, several. Hey, Bass, I love these outfits. Yeah. <laughs> they smell a bit, That's though. That's great. Max von Sydow <laughs> is like, I look so good in this. <laughs> yeah, I look so good in these body <laughs> yeah. bags. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. it had dead people in. <laughs> the other, yeah, the other uh, ridiculous thing is that uh, Patrick Stewart was unfamiliar about who Sting was uh, when he met him. And when he, when he asked him, like, oh, you know, are you, are you a musician? Are you a solo artist? Sting said... He was in a band called The Police, and Stuart, totally unaware, thought Sting played in a police band. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> so he was an officer of the law, but part-time they oh. played, maybe did pub gigs. I love Patrick Stewart even more. <laughs> yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah. I mean, Sting, uh, you know, musician first, actor second, I'd say. Bloody policeman on this film. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's, he's just great, there to he? look good, isn't he? I mean, yeah. he's just there to look good. When he gets his shirt off, he looks a lot like the guy at the end of Blade Runner, doesn't he? He does, oh, he yeah. Does actually, yeah. yeah. Rutger Hauer, yeah. That bit when he comes out of the steam bath, he was supposed to be completely nude, uh, but the studio, and he was up for it. But the yeah. studio panicked and told the costume designers they had to put something on him. The skimpy wing G-string he wore was made in almost at the very last minute before the scene was going to be filmed. So I think that is an iconic scene of this film, isn't yeah. it, as well? That, yeah. that look. And even it's quite a cool little design, what he wears. It does even, it fits in with like their... That's pretty impressive, whoever just knocked that up that quickly. Yeah. But, it's just such a... Yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. a weird look. But it is consistent the way I like the way they've all got that that very up ginger hair as well. It's yeah. quite. A, I think it's, it's it. Fa- the film what the film fails to do is he's obviously. I mean, skipping ahead to the end, he's obviously supposed to be like a big rival uh, against yeah, Paul, but they don't really set yeah. any of that up. He just ponces about a bit, doesn't he? No, because he the I other the, the other one's on, put sorry. in charge of June, isn't he? The other yeah. The, so he's more important in a way. Fade doesn't really do anything, does he? Yeah, like they should have played up the fact that that Fade is pissed off because he's meant to have married mm. Paul's mum. Yeah, and yeah. as I said, I don't think it's even mentioned. So that's no. they've kind of, and I guess I don't know if that's because of Sting's acting talent. They maybe reduced his right his written lines because yeah. mm. um, no, it, he's not great when he does talk. No. But you, I agree that you, you don't like he just broods in the background, doesn't he? A bit. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah, it's just a bit weird. You don't get that sort of feeling that he's going to be the the one to fight. Paul, um, no. in the way that he is. Um, before that fight, Paul uh, or Muradib goes to. Well, actually, um, yeah, he consumes the water of life, doesn't he? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, which is the sort of this is when he becomes a messiah and gets his sort of becomes a superhero and he can yeah. ride on the backs of worms. Yeah. Um, the music's the worms... good. I like the the June theme, that big guitar riff thing. Yeah. Yeah, I quite like that. It's a very to- dated Toto's theme. It's very yeah. dated, but I quite like it. Ride the worms. Ride that yeah, worm. Did you, I thought the worms still looked really good. What do you think? Like I thought that yeah. it first comes out of the sand, it looks really good. They've got the mm. scale and it's, everything. Yeah, they do it's just when they have to it. like comp a person yeah. in front of yeah. it. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, they look really good from afar. Yeah, definitely. Like but they've that... got the right like grade of sand or something mm. yeah, to yeah. make it look. And the right sort of like slowness of movement, haven't they? In that first, yeah. that first shot of it eating the crawler, mm. yeah, it really sells it. I think. Um, but no, I agree. The, the riding of them is not. It's no. kind of an impossible task, isn't it? Because I don't know how you make riding a worm look good even <laughs> now. Really, I mean, they're going to struggle next year to make a, a worm mm. ride. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, but this is, it's all, because he's the prophet, man, he's, he's Muad'Dib, he can ride worms, he's the guy who's going to free June from the oppressive nature of the emperor. Yeah. And uh, that's what happens, really, it all kicks off, doesn't it? Um, mm. He rides back to uh, Arakeen, um, the emperor turns up, it all kicks off. Um, Paul's sister, who is, I've forgotten her name, Ali, something Ali, Alia. Yeah. Uh who is very important in the later books. Um, she kills Harkonnen, which I... What do you think that scene? I really like that scene. That's really good. Yes. Yeah, that's, good. that's really good. But it's good, that, it's, it's, it's good that he dies in that way as well. It's kind of like a cool... Yeah. Like, you want to see him die kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, it's well done, that bit. Yeah, I like that bit. Um, I think that's one of the few bits as well that, like, Lynch's directing really comes through really well. The way, like, he frames the kid and stuff like that and him, him dying, it works mm. really... Yeah, because because he's not there's not much Lynch in this really. I don't think. No, um, not really. If you think that you know this is he's already a director, like he's already made a Razorhead and stuff like that, and he goes on to make other things mm. that have got a strong like Blue Velvet's not long after this. No, and Elephant um, Man was before this, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, and like Twin Peaks and stuff. Mm. Like it, it, it's just it's so odd to me that he's so like devoid of him in a way. Mm. Do you think he was just overwhelmed, yeah. or do you think he just it just ran away from him? In a way, I think it's hard to know because I mean he refused to talk about it much, doesn't he? He won't yeah. really. No, he won't. He don't discuss it. it. No. Um, I, I mean, I'm guessing he just saw the dollar signs, didn't he? And thought, yeah, yeah, this is the big time, mm. and then realised, oh, actually, I can't do this. You know, he's yeah. turned out in a way. I think because yeah, it's just it's such a weird yeah weird thing to think that it's it's him I and mean, he's in it as well. Do you notice when he's in it in the, uh, oh, yeah. In the crawler? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really funny. That's like it's a bit weird as well. Like. He's not. He's, just, he's always just playing himself, isn't he? Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's good in Twin Peaks because that character is quite funny. Yeah, but he doesn't yeah. really fit in this. That that character doesn't really no, fit in this. I don't all. think. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I mean, you get the showdown with Fade and uh, Paul, mm. which is kind of anticlimactic, isn't it? Really? Yeah, very. Not it's great. Si- seems silly, but doesn't doesn't really um, matter at this point. Yeah, and then he the Quizach Hadarak. Um, shows how he is the Messiah by making it rain on June, which, as you discussed previously, and as I've never understood, that doesn't happen in no. the books. No, seems no. to me like the worst thing you could possibly do to a, a planet that is. I'm not sure how it possible either. No, if no. if you've got a sandworm, yeah, that lives in sand, you think the sand getting yeah. wet would not really help that worm? You yeah. think that that he's would basically not. killed off the livelihood, hasn't he? And also, it's silly because they've. You've seen earlier on that they've been stockpiling that water underground. Yeah. And you think, oh, if he, if he just transported that water to like a reservoir somewhere mm-hmm. or did something with it like that, where that water suddenly appeared somewhere like a giant lake, but it was mm-hmm. contained, that would make sense. But to make it rain, that's really going to muck everything up. I guess they just needed no, a just, big it's ending. Just, it's just going to soak into the floor and then that's it, right? Yeah. I guess they just needed a big ending or a big... Like, I mean, where's yeah, it come from, though? Well, where do not, the clouds come from? That's, you're not meant to know, I suppose. Yeah, no. there's no polar ice caps, is there, on this planet? No, they're, they're, he's on. They're actually on the polar bit. Um, when he go, right. where, he get, where he's captured, they're at the pole. Yeah, right. Yeah, so there's no ice cap there at all. It's just desert all the way around. Mm. Um, yeah, I think. I mean, they just want a big sort of messianic, yeah. you know, Jesus-esque miracle, don't they? At least it doesn't end. Like on a cliffhanger for another film. Like at least it does just end. Like you could just go, oh, that's the end. That's good. It would have annoyed I mean, really, me more if it had ended as a key up to the next one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's kind of like stopped making the film because yeah, June is now soaked. <laughs> June, yeah. June two, Waterworld, Waterworld, Waterworld. <gasps> it all ties up. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Cool. Well, that's the end of June, which, you know, different. So, yeah, what... First of it's all, very Chris... very old-fashioned how the uh, titles come at the credits. With the faces. Oh, my God. It's, yeah, like yeah. A be- it's like you're playing a beat-em-up or something. Like, it's like you're selecting yeah, a character. Like, it's like yes. you're like, oh, I think I'll be Patrick Stewart in this one. Um, yeah, they're so they're not, stupid. They're not, they're not stills, are they? Aren't they no, they're moving. Like, they kind of, like, turn yeah. to the screen. Like, it's yeah. like the end of Bloody Predator, when they all pop up at <laughs> like the end of Predator. Like... Must be an 80s thing. Yeah, maybe. Or, uh, like... Police Academy or something. Yeah. yeah. No, it's weird as well, because it's, like it, it's not like they're out of costume, so you're like, oh, that was so-and-so from another yeah. film. Yeah, no, it's a really weird, really weird credits. With, an, like, an ocean as a background. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, because that's that's June now, I think, isn't they're it? They're all dead. They're all floating in the ocean, dead. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe that's a treaty. I don't know. Um, yeah. So, Chris, we've already established that you didn't really follow the story. But what did you think? Did you enjoy it despite that? Or uh, I think I did because there was a lot of visuals going on most of the time, hmm. um, and you know, the acting. Considering we've seen a lot of these sort of campy, rubbish sci-fi's mm. and the acting I think is probably among the best of what we've seen in that sort of genre. Mm. Yeah. Um it's probably better it's better than Star Wars acting. Mm. Um Yeah. I'd agree with that, uh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, but I mean I just don't think like c- cinematically, as we've said, I don't think they really use the what they've got I mean, because no. they've got some really well-designed stuff and sets, and it's just not lit nicely. It's not shot nicely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as I say, well, yeah. I mean, the story is way. It's like it is like reading the book. It's mad. Yeah. 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 Alex, what's... no, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it more this time probably than when I saw it as a kid. But I kind of could get along with the plot because I kind of knew the plot, so I was I wasn't really paying as much attention to the story. Or if I was, I was filling in the gaps I didn't know. Yeah. Uh, but I do think, yeah, visually, I think there's some amazing the costume design. I think the set designs are really good. I agree totally that it's not filmed very well. I feel a bit like the beginning. I think it gets a bit like boring in the middle. You know, although you've got yeah, all the training yeah. stuff, I find the stuff on June is a bit dull. Like. I don't know, it felt like it slumped in the middle a little bit to me, um, and then it has a big end. Um, but yeah, I think from what you're saying, like I say, it's 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 the slavish adherence to the book that is maybe the mm. problem with it. If they'd just gone, all right, cut that character, cut that entire house, cut out the mm. multiple name thing, mm. sl- you, know, stream the, you know, streamline this down to a story that makes sense... That would have been a lot better. I think, I think he, should have, he should have made it his own rather than being respectful. Maybe he yeah, was just paying yeah. too much respect to the to the book. Um, the, th- yeah. the thing I don't get is like I I think it would make an amazing like Game of Thrones prestige TV series yeah. over like six seven series. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Because Why the books, they done that? The, the scope of the books is insane. Like it, the fourth book is like ten thousand years after this. Oh wow! Um, and it would be really interesting to see that on screen. I think, and they're, they're not going to do that in a even in a three hour film. They aren't going to do that. No, you know. Mm. No, a three-hour film will still have this problem. It will still have to it either... Will, yeah. and, unless they do take a lot of it out and simplify yeah. it a lot. And, you know, I mean, because you lose nothing by, okay, call Paul, Paul Muradib and go to the desert, but just don't say the other name. Don't go through that stuff with a friend no. calling him Silo or whatever. You know, you don't need mm. that. I mean, I think really the um, Emperor is a completely useless character. Mm. A little bit. Well, I mean, that's the thing as well. That's the... Because I really enjoyed it this time, in in a way, because of having read the books quite recently and being quite invested in that world, it's nice to see all that. Yeah. But yeah. but you're right in that, like his their role really in the guild's role is only really important if you're reading the longer story. Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, and, and, and I have read. I'm not sure if it's true. I read somewhere that there that there was a trilogy. You know, they were signed up for trilogies. Basically, the main actors. Mm. Um, yeah. So they were I think planning so. more. Yeah, I think they were. Yeah. But like you say, I don't know how they would get to that because they have basically changed the end of the book completely. So mm. I don't know how you'd get to that from from there. Mm. But yeah, no, I agree that like you could you could lose so much of that. The, the, there's so many layers of that plot that, that aren't relevant, aren't there? You yeah, know? yeah. Like all you need to know is that the Harkonnens and the Artrides hate the Artrides hate each other, and that they've got a traitor. Yeah. The motives beyond that you could explain in a sequel, couldn't you? And be like, oh shit, who knew that there's also this other layer going on? You don't need to get into that up front because no. you just. It's like you tell it backwards in a way, isn't it? You're going, you know, that that first bit should be the end bit. Yeah, yeah. In a way. I, I just think they're not. And it's so silly to start the film with a giant floating head of a character that is barely in it for the rest of the film. Because you kind and of got think... no context for. Yeah, you think she must be important. Do you think that was like a studio thing? Like all of that? I don't know. I don't know. It's really hard to I, tell, isn't it's, it? It's frustrating that we don't know, isn't it? Yeah, because, as I say, I don't think Lynch is anywhere near as... Uh, Free of blame as he thinks he is. No, but 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 clearly, I mean, the fact there's another thing, another, like one of the there's only a few things that change in the book, and one is that you know that the weirding way he talks about. Oh yeah, and they've got these like laser gun things. Well, in the book, that's all martial arts. 
And you've got to believe that that, that change to put laser guns in, that's a studio thing, surely. Ooh, that's like, well, I think, ah, that one, I think I did have that written down. Uh, Lynch. Ah, writer and director David Lynch decided to use the modules because he found the idea of the weirding way unworkable on film, stating oh, right, he well, did yeah. not want to see Kung Fu on Dune. So that Which was is ridiculous him. because you see it anyway earlier on when he fights this spiky thing, and yeah. also like the whole point about Dune is that there, it isn't this like technologically advanced sort of yeah. world. It's, it is kind of backwards in that sort of sense. So it's pretty yeah. cool the whole voice as power thing. And when they see that his his name is like a killing word, that all that all that yeah, kind yeah, of is yeah. quite a cool idea. I can see why yeah. they. But look at how they like dealt with choreography for the rest of it. Mm. I don't think they could handle any sort of martial arts or fight scenes. No, that's true. Also, yeah. the whole thing of arming desert people—that's a little bit, uh, you know, you can see that Again, as a, yeah, problematic, <laughs> a problematic, yeah. uh, a problematic political comment. I don't know, you know. Um, yeah, let's arm these. Freeman to take down the I mean, oil people. I mean, that is probably to his credit, as we've discussed, that he has toned down Herbert's more extreme views about the world. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, as much as he can and keep it still a good story. But, yeah. No, yeah, but I, yeah, I still enjoy mad, though, it, though. This is in a world like where there's so... Well, on, in theory, little I, there's so few good ideas that mm. they have to take something like this, and which is so problematic in his... Like, in his sort of world view mm. and change it to make a film. It's like nowadays that would be mad. It's like, oh yeah, we've got this story. It's kind of all right, this story, but it's a complete madman who's, who's written it. And they'd just be like, next. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But that's like, their studio last... execs have 15 scripts a day sent them, mm. you know, yeah, but, to no, read. But, but like, you, I mean, he was, I'm saying he's problematic because he's, a, he's in the sixties it's written. He is still, yeah. the books are still really good. And he is like, yeah. this whole idea is still pretty visionary. Like no one else has, yeah, it's yeah. a unique I guess vision, it's, isn't um, it? I guess it's comparable to Ender's Game, isn't it? Because his, his, yeah. his opinions problematic, were oh, yeah. problematic and they had to kind of, the film had to disavow all what, yeah. what he said and just go, yeah. look, the film's a different thing. And I guess these days with June, well, and, when and the you, film you, comes out, they're going to have to say the same thing. They're going to have to say, Look, we're not behind any of this homophobia or racism. Yeah, yeah. we just like. I mean, move. yeah, but it's not. I say like it's. I'm overplaying a bit. June is a good book, even with that in there. You can read okay. it without that, and still, yeah. it's still a good book. Okay. And I mean, I think it's, isn't it the best selling science fiction novel of all time as well? So that's oh, why they're okay. going to try and remake it again, uh, because yeah. yeah, it's it's big books. Mm. Um, and and anyone interested at home, I would say read the first four June books and stop because the first four, the fourth in particular, God Emperor of June, which um, I'll just spoil it here, but turn it off for five minutes now if you don't know it, because you guys aren't going to read them. No. But in the fourth one, it's basically... Oh, <laughs> well, well, just, just in case. Um, it's, it's, it's Paul's son, 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 who lives for 10,000 years and basically becomes a June worm. Wow. Um, and he's like, wow. his existence is being taken around the planet on this gigantic like a uh, train where people like drive around as a worm. It's, it's mental. He's a worm? Do we hear his yeah, thoughts? How does that work? Do we hear his thoughts? Well, it's written. It's like a love story that one is. But yeah, he's, you hear his thought because he's he's been alive so long, and he's wow. he ba- he basically does what Paul doesn't do, and what his son doesn't do is he like he he's, he um like blends himself with a spice melange properly and becomes the um, wow God yeah wow. the next evolution. So yeah, it goes places basically. Yeah, <laughs> and I'd, I'd love if like it was an HBO series and series seven was just this giant worm driving around. <laughs> You know, yeah. played by uh, Andy Circus doing a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of uh, yeah. lot of uh, work there, CGI work, yeah. and it just shows him like in a straight jacket with a load of dots on it, lying on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really had to channel the worm for this one. He's quite a method. Yeah. He might get really fat for it, mightn't he? Yeah, and then, and then lie yeah. on the floor. Yeah, yeah. and then lie on the floor. Yeah. Or just lie on a yeah. train and get carted around. Yeah, that'd yeah. be great. Well, spoiler zone over. Yeah. Um, Let's rate this film, shall we? It's, it's, it's a tough one for me. Very, Someone else can go first. Mm, it's hard. But I did really it, enjoy it, but it is. Uh, uh, but my problem it, is, I think I think Chris should go first because he. I was all me and you were both coming at it from <laughs> seeing it before. So, a lot of different. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I think Chris's opinion okay. is actually the most valid. So I would put it around. Let's just have a little look here. Island of Doctor Moreau area. Ooh. 74. Mm. Yeah, okay. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, that's probably about right. Because there's some films there that are like good ideas, but not perfectly executed. Mm. Yeah. Mm. 
I think I think a bit higher, to be honest. Maybe a bit Not higher. Much, but um, it's a better film than Star Trek Three. Mm. Like, it's maybe Star Trek Three is a similarly sort of very boring film, but at least this is an original world. Yeah. The Last Starfighter. It's not better than Independence Day because Independence Day, although I don't like Independence Day so much, Independence Day has not got... Like, anyone can watch Independence Day and get what's going on. I don't know. June is... is yeah. That, I'd say that's, that's the hardest thing for me about... Yeah, it's about, an anti-audience like, film. It's an anti-new totally, audience yeah, yeah. film. And I think we yeah. have to in rate the, it in down In the medium of film, this falls over quite a lot. Yeah, yes. and I think we yeah. have to respect Chris as and a first-time I, I think, I think also... Like Chris said, it's not only even in the, in the plot device, like the mm. direction and the look of it yeah. is also at times very yeah. like shoddy and not yeah. great. Yeah, so maybe, yeah, like, what about 73? I'm all right with that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. You actually don't like Search for Spock, do you? Not at all, no. No. I find it very dull. Um, cool. Well, there we go. Uh... I think the only time we'll get to see Lynch, unless I can convince you that Firewater Me is science fiction. No. <laughs> yeah, unless he bangs out a sci-fi film before, while we're still doing this. Yeah. Who knows? Um, cool, brilliant. Well, that was uh, that was fun anyway. I'm glad we watched it because it mm. was interesting, yes. wasn't it? Yeah. It was uh, fun, fun. And as you say, it's a very big, but it's a famous book, so, you know. It's It's just one of those films where you always hear the name every now and again, especially, Mm. you know, when people start talking about, oh, they're going to bring something back or remake something. Yeah. And another recommendation for Jodorowsky's June, before the new one comes out, I do recommend people go away and watch that, because it's... uh... Mm. A fascinating look at um, yeah, I'll definitely go and watch that. the yeah. making of film. Yeah, you'll love it, Chris. Definitely, lots of Mobius artwork as well. I quite like his Ooh. weird, weird French stuff. That's um, cool. Right, next week it's time for another birthday film. Woo! I believe, mm. and it was Chris's choice. And yes, he broke the five-year rule yeah. for a special case. You've got to. Yes. Yeah. Um, what was your film, Chris? It was uh, Independence Day Resurgence. Mm. <laughs> ID two, ID two, ID four two, ID four colon two. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So join us next week for that one, which I'm sure will be a laugh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if nothing else, uh, anything else to add? No, not really. Uh, Mandalorian oh. trailer. Oh, I haven't watched that yet. You guys spotted the new one of that? I've seen the first, not the new one. No. Oh, there's a new Is, one. Can more, we watch more it over here? Herzog. Is it out Sorry? though? Because Disney Plus is now in Britain, is it? Have we got a way it's to watch it? It's out in like a couple of weeks, I think. Not over here, it's not. Isn't it? No. That seems a bit silly. So it's them. going to be regionalised. Yeah, yeah. There's no, you, there's no UK release date as of well. Mm. I looked last week, and there wasn't a UK release date yet. See, this is so, bullshit. When yeah. they do all these like fucking things, you have to sign up to. Yeah. And then you find out you're in a backwards country. But also, yeah, I don't understand if you're against pirating. If you don't mm-hmm. release things in the same <laughs> totally. date on the same in the, yeah. all the countries, then it is going to be pirated, and then the people that want to, that are desperate to see it will probably watch a in terrible. In this copy. day and age, yeah, yeah. it's it's. I a mean, I, dumb I read that the, the the problem is that because they've got so many films, all their licenses are expiring at different times throughout the world. Yeah. But you think yeah. just put up your new stuff, nothing else, yeah. because yeah, yeah. And I thought maybe it'd go on Amazon Prime or something. If not that, but yeah, as far as I know, I looked last week. There is no release date, and mm. we can't officially watch it until. Whenever. Um, I mean, I will be watching it, but <laughs> that's their loss. I'd happily sign up for a free trial month if that was yeah. around, but you know. Yeah. No. Silly Disney. It's next. Is it next week? Week after next? It's not long, is it? It's soon. Um, yeah, it's pretty soon. The 12th. Yeah. The new trailer looks. It looks really ace, actually. Yeah, I was quite impressed with the first one. Yeah. Let's hmm. uh, go check it out. I just want to see Werner Herzog. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great casting. Isn't um, yeah. Lando's in it as well, isn't he? Lando Carrison's in it. A lot, is I think. It? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. I think so, yeah. Because it's after Return of the Jedi, isn't it? It's like between that and yeah, Force Awakens. Be, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That looks cool. The actual, the, the new Rise of Skywalker looks all right. Oh, I haven't uh, seen that either. The new trailer of that. The final trailer came out of that as well. Mm, I don't know. Um, even though I'm, as philosophically, I'm completely over Star Wars. Yeah, you guys are totally out, aren't you, now? I've gone yeah. completely Star Trek. One. Yeah, yeah. It looked it looked better than the second one. I'll say that, but 
It was mm. nice hearing the Emperor's voice and that little tri- chair he's like wobbling across ah, on. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> you come to me now together. I mean, it's the only. I mean, they've they've trying to save it, and they might do. Yeah, they're cashing in everything so, they possibly can, aren't they? They got Lando they've got back. Him. They got the Emperor. Yeah. Um, let's see what happens. I hope we see some Ewoks. And also, they're like in the wreck of the Death Star and Ender, aren't they? Which is a really mm-hmm. cool sort of uh, set. Yeah. No. Um, well, you hope that's what it is. Oh, well, that's be like, another Death Star. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah. Should be. Or another. What was it? Star Crusher? Was it called the one in the Force Star Killer Base? Star Killer Base. Fucking hell. Anyway, well, we'll see, won't we? We'll have to do a spoiler cast around Christmas for that oh, one, won't yeah. we? Yeah. Um, maybe some Mandalorian cool. talk as well. Brilliant. Right, get in touch everywhere. Sci-fi rating on uh, on social media. Science fiction rates at gmail.com for suggestions, comments, all the rest of it. Yay. And we'll see you next week for Independence Day. That's everything. Yeah. Nice. Bye. Cheers. Bye. 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 Bye.